We're going to the book of Exodus today, uh, chapter 23, and uh, we're going to read verses 14 through 16. Just a little something I want to share with you to go along with our uh, uh, service today. The Lord here, uh, uh, Jehovah God, uh, speaking, he says, Three times you shall keep a feast to me in the year. You shall keep the feast of unleavened bread. You shall eat unleavened bread seven days as I commanded you at the time appointed by the month of Abib. And in it you came out of Egypt. None shall appear before me empty. Hallelujah. A lot of folks today could learn from that. Hallelujah. None shall appear before me empty. And the feast of harvest, the first fruits of your labors, which you have sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering. Three feasts here that he's talking about at the end of the year, when you have gathered in the fruit of your labors from the field. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father God, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for your grace. Thank you for this service. Thank you for those that are here right now. We know there's going to be others coming in, Lord, a little bit later. But now, God, speak to us from your word. Help us, God, to glean from what you would have for us today. In Jesus' name that the church say, amen and amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I'm going to talk to you just briefly today on a subject titled, The Joy of Reunion. The Joy of Reunion. God told the children of Israel, He says, three times a year you're going to keep a feast to me. Three times. And in the scriptures that we read, we read them out. The Feast of Unliving Bread, uh, and the Feast of Harvest, and the Feast of Ingathering. Uh, so anytime somebody comes to you and starts kind of ribs you up and kids you about how Pentecostal people love to have dinners, I'm giving you something here to use by biblical example to let you know that God loves to have, God loves to have get-togethers, amen, and especially where feasts are involved. So anytime somebody looks at me and says, yeah, y'all like to feast a lot, I say, well, I get it from my daddy, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you know, God blessed us with this place here, and uh, I mean, and, and, and I hate to say anything, I, I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't want to uh, say anything to make me see, seem ungrateful, but I w- I've got to say one thing. I've, say, I've said this before, uh, that uh, evidently Baptist folks don't like to eat as much as Pentecostal folks. But how in the world would you build an auditorium to see 200 people and you only get 50 in the, in the fellowship hall? That don't make no sense to me. You know, we said the first thing, I said, our first growth, we're going to increase the kitchen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, 
a lot of people don't realize and don't, don't, don't understand it. Amen. When the Lord was laying out His order, and God is a God of order. Can I get an amen there? God's got it. And that's why a lot of people, I was talking about the favor of God a while ago. One reason why some people are all the time having all kind of problems and can't never seem to get one foot up off the ground, hallelujah, is because, amen, what they may be doing might be right. It might, it, it might be nothing wrong, maybe, what they're doing, but they get it out of order. Come on. They get out of God's order, hallelujah. Amen. That's it. There's, there's no greater message that a pastor can preach to his people today. Amen. Is to let people know, listen here. God is a God of order. And God has got a way that we have to do things. Hallelujah. I can preach you truth, but I can preach it in the wrong way. And I will admit, I, there have been times I've done it. As Brother Bobby says earlier, we're all human beings. We make mistakes. And there are times that we, you know, hey. Just because you got the Holy Ghost don't mean you can't get in the flesh sometimes. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what we have to walk. Apostle Paul gave us the key to being overcome that. He said, if you walk in the Spirit, you would not fulfill what? That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. So... When, when the Lord was laying out His order of how the people would worship Him when they entered the land of promise, He made sure there was ample time given for gatherings and feast. Amen. I mean, the Old Testament is full of it. The, the Old Covenant is full of it. Amen. Yes, reunions, homecomings, and feasts were very much a part of God's order of worship under the Old Covenant plan. Amen. And even under New Testament example, hallelujah, just in case there might be somebody say, yeah, but that was Old Testament and we're living under New Testament. Well, I want to show you under New Testament example, uh, amen, about um, how important it was too. Uh, amen. Under New Testament uh, example, we see the church coming together to break bread and have fellowship. Uh, amen. And that's, uh, you know, that's one thing I want to talk about first is fellowship and spiritual growth. Amen. A lot of folks don't realize how fellowship with one another is tied to your spiritual growth. Hallelujah. One reason why some churches don't do very well is the only time they have any kind of interact with one another is when they come together for church. Amen. God's people, if we are a family, amen, we should be connected. Now, if we are apostolics uh, and we're New Testament people, I'm going to show you, uh, amen, that it wasn't just at church time uh, when the early church came together. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, you got a weak church. Uh, if the only time you see your brothers and sisters is when you go to church. Hello. Book of Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47 Put it up there. Hallelujah. Amen. It said, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple. 
hallelujah, the ch- or the church house, uh, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. Uh, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Hallelujah. You know, we're all time wondering how, how that we can get the lost people in, uh, or how we can get saw some, get some new converts. Sometimes it's good to offer them a piece of fried chicken. Hallelujah. You know, I love talking Bible as much as anybody. And sometimes church folks can overkill that. Amen. Especially when you're trying to reach out and touch somebody Amen for the Lord. Can I, can I tell you today, before you can lead somebody to Christ, you first got to get them to trust you. Hallelujah. I, uh, I'm not a big, uh, sports fan by no means, not like what a lot of it. Uh, I, I do, I do watch, watch some, but I mean, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not possessed with it. I, uh, but there, there are certain games and stuff. Amen. I mean, I had, I, I had to say uh, thank you, Jesus, when uh, when uh, Vandy did what Vandy did the other day. Hallelujah! A long time coming. Hallelujah! Even even Gary way up in Michigan, he says, "Time me to get me a new Vandy hat." Hallelujah! Glory to God. Hallelujah! But I remember many years ago when I was pastoring in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And I'm, I think I've probably told this story before, but um, uh, we was invited to somebody's house for Sunday afternoon, and this couple that was a member of our church, uh, she was interested in getting her brother and his family coming to church uh, because nobody had ever been able, and the previous pastors that, that had been there, nobody had ever been able to get them even to come visit. And uh, so we was invited, and we went over there. And uh, uh, when I got there, uh, he was sitting there on on a couch in the uh, in, in the den. And uh, uh, he introduced his brother to him. He was sitting there, and uh, uh, I shook hands, introduced myself, and then I sat down. And the first thing I said, I didn't say, "Anybody got a Bible? Let's turn to Acts two thirty-eight." No, I didn't do that. I said, "Who's playing?" I said, what's the score? And I sat there that afternoon and I watched, I watched this uh, football game with them. Didn't even particularly care about, about the team that was playing, but I sat there and watched. I was a guest in the house. Guess what? The very next Sunday morning, that man and his whole family came and filled up a whole pew. And when the offer came, down to the I was baptizing him and his wife in Jesus' name. Half of them come up out of the water speaking in tongues. The very next, the very next week, he stood and gave a testimony. And this was his testimony. He says, you know, he says, I never had a thought of entering a church door. He says, but, and he pointed to me, he said, that man up there, he said, amazed me. He says, 
When I found out that he was going to be at my brother's house, he said, to be honest, I didn't want to go. Because I he said, oh, Lord, another one of them Bible thumpers. He said, but that man sat down and watched a football game with me, and the whole time didn't mention nothing about the Bible. And he says, and when he left, he says, I told my wife, he says, I'm going to have to go hear that man preach. He said, he's a real man. And he came, got filled with the Holy Ghost, Started living for God. Hallelujah. So what I'm tying this in this message. Fellowship is connected with spiritual growth. Hallelujah. We got to have fellowship. Amen. We need the fellowship of one another. Fellowship is as important with spiritual growth. As the scripture that we read, he said they continued daily with one accord in the temple. That's the church house. And breaking bread from house to house. Hey, glory to God. Before I became apostolic, I was 29 ways. Now you can see me. Now you can say this is what the apostolic message did to me. I like breaking bread. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because that is a key to getting people into the kingdom of God. Now I've been talking today about the joy reunion. And we're having a reunion today, of sort of speak. We're having a homecoming today. And there's already been a lot of talk about the church in the past. And we're going, and, and we're going to be doing some more things this after, afternoon about it. And we enjoy coming together. A lot of you have family reunions and you love. Amen. To get together with family that you had seen. It ain't uh, been too long. Chris was able to go back down to Texas. Uh, amen. And see all, uh, see all his family. Amen. That he had been able to see with it. His parents, by the way, just celebrated their 50th anniversary. That's great. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got to clap your hands 50 years. Most people don't live together 50 months nowadays. <laughs> Come on, it's a truth in the house, Brother Carl used to say. Hallelujah. Amen. We enjoy this kind of thing, and we're having a great time today. But now, here's the meat of this message. And this is why that I'm preaching to you today. Because I am talking about, amen, I want to bring it to the head right here, the ultimate homecoming. Hallelujah. Amen. The ultimate homecoming. Do you want to know why? Amen. That I live the way that I live. Why? I dedicate my life to the church and to God's people. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. I may be a little bit selfish. Glory to God. Because I am dedicating myself because I love reunions. I love homecomings. And I got one. Amen. I'm planning on going to one day. Hallelujah. That's going to be out of this world. And it's going to be worth every labor. It's going to be worth every tear. It's going to be worth every trial. Hallelujah. It's going to be worth every time. Amen. That you heard somebody talk about you. Amen. And you're going to be glad that you wouldn't like some of those people. Say, well, I ain't going back there no more because all they do is talk about people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't worry about Don't let somebody's talk keep you away from that great reunion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You ain't going to go nowhere in this world somebody ain't going to talk about you. You're going to go to your family reunions, your, your natural family. I guarantee you're going to have some of your natural family going to be talking about you behind your back. 
Why in the world you gonna let somebody angry? Uh, that's, you go what people talk, somebody talk about earlier about a hypocrite. Glory to God, amen. All that is is just a crutch. Amen. It's just some kind of excuse. Amen. Why some people don't really love God enough to get up and go to church. And those people ain't gonna go to the ultimate homecoming. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 9. I'm fixing to wind down. Then he said to me, Right blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. What did I tell you? God likes suppers. He likes dinners. He likes homecomings. And he's got one of the greatest plans that you can ever imagine. Hallelujah. It's going to be called the marriage supper of the Lamb. Glory to God. We're going to gather around the throne of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. And guess what? As I look around today, amen, I can see in my mind. We got some pictures sitting on those tables, as I said, of some of the saints that's gone on. Hallelujah. One day, Brother Douglas, we're going to sit out and feast together. Hallelujah. We're going to enjoy the joy of heaven together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's going to be the old. That's how come I get up and I go to church. Brother Dallas, even when I'm sick, that's why I come. Hallelujah. And I praise God when I don't feel like it. Because I want you to know it. Jesus didn't feel like those snails that they put in his hands. He didn't feel like that crown of thorns that they put on that cross. But he did it for you because he loved you. And you're too lazy to give him praise. You're too lazy to go to his house and honor him. Use some kind of excuse. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Guess what? Everybody's not going to be called. Hello? Everybody's not going With all, all the junk... That's being propagated today. I'm going to tell you one of the dangers. One of the dangers. Is this. Unitarian doctrine. That even a lot of Pentecostals now. I'll tell you man. I used to have high regard for. I love to hear the man. Sing much less preach. But I'm going to tell you what. If I got on my radio now and I hear him come on singing, I'll cut it off because I don't want to hear him because he's propagating doctrine that's damning people's soul to hell. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you who it is. I don't mind. I'm a name dropper. I don't care. God called me to preach the truth and let him warn people. And that man's name was Carlton Pearson. Hallelujah. Used to have a great church. Amen. I mean, did great things for God. But some kind of, some kind of way he began to accept this doctrine of Unitarianism that everybody eventually is going to be saved. It don't matter. Even if you die lost, 
when you're resurrected, God's still going to save you. That's a lie from the depths of hell. And the people he's got following him. He, he, thank God he, he lost two or three thousand people. He's only got a hand, handful, two or three hundred left. I'm glad for the ones that did leave. Those two or three hundred that's still sitting under his ministry is following him right to hell. Hallelujah. Listen. As long as you got breath in your body, there's hope. Hallelujah. There's a chance that you can make things right with your God. But when that, when that heart quits beating, beating and you quit breathing, if you haven't followed the plan of salvation the Bible way, you ain't got no more chances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to miss this ultimate homecoming that I've been talking about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brother Darrell, I want you to come back up. I want you to sing that chorus. Amen. His grace and His mercy. Because His grace and His mercy is what's brought us where we are right now. Church, God loves you with an ultimate love. He gave His life for you. He done things for you that nobody, nobody would do. His grace and His mercy will carry you. It will take you. Let's everybody stand together. If anybody needs prayer today, as I told you, we'll, we'll take the time to pray with you. Go ahead, Brother Merrill. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank <clears throat> you.